You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey, everybody out there. Kapow, the pop culture podcast is back once again. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. What's going on? Banging I'm the table. Pulling my chair up to the table. Is this serious? You tuck in, man. We got a meal. <laughs> That's right. Probably just so we're going to tell you about another podcast to listen to. <laughs> Don't listen to this well, Wait a minute. What did you just say a minute ago, Cliff? I was good. Well, actually, what I was just going to say is we probably just busted out a window at Justin Lowe's car. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this weekend re- marked. We have. I didn't even realize we've been at this three years. This podcast, as we're recording right now, as of tomorrow, is three years old. Wow. Gosh. We're going to be sending it off to preschool pretty soon. <laughs> we've got all our teeth. Yeah, our baby teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's cool. Thank you for everyone who stuck with us from the very beginning or new listeners. You're also always welcome. Um, Just beginning their podcast journey is a pal of mine I've known for a long time since he was a very young man, Mr. Reese. from basically my hometown, one of those little Reese. Reese says it's like one name, like Cher. Well, they they didn't use their last names on their podcast, oh, so oh. I don't know. Yeah, okay, I'm just gonna use first name. That's good. He's Reese, man. That's <laughs> that's all you need so to it's know. A first name, I got you. Yeah. Um. He threw me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just checked out his new podcast. They've got four episodes up. It's called Late Night Cage Fight. Oh. Mm. Talking about Nicolas Cage. Wow. Reese, Steve, and Kevin are the three hosts. Uh, They've been friends for a lot of years, and they've been fans of Nicolas Cage forever. And they are rewatching every single movie, every single movie Nicolas Cage has ever been in. That's like 108 movies. I was going to say, how many movies is that? He's been around forever. Yeah, so they are going chronologically. The first episode was Valley Girl, and... (laughs) They broke it down as obsessively as we do Riverdale. They went scene by scene. Oh, boy. They pointed out, now what was the point of that? Like, they had weird little, you know, inconsistencies they noticed in the yeah. script. Like, they tore into it. They, 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 there was a lot of meat on the bone, and they really got into it. And they were very funny and worked in a lot of clips. Like, they were laughing about, you know, some early sort of Nick Cage, you know, mm-hmm. vocal <laughs> tics that he has. And, and, like, they would play them. You know, they worked in the audio. Yeah. They worked in some music clips. So... Uh, I noticed a few little audio hiccups, but welcome uh, to the podcast world. Yep. Join that's the gonna, club. That's going to happen to everybody for the next three years plus. <laughs> plus. Yeah, we're, not so, over, we're not over ours. Are they all from here? Uh, yeah, all three of them are local. Uh, still. Born, like, born local. Okay. Yeah. Are they living elsewhere I'm now? not sure where they're living at the uh-huh. moment. Yeah. Are, do they fall under the mayor's jurisdiction? Uh, Reese would have grown up pretty close. Okay. Yeah. Out huh. in the out in the boroughs of Lower Salem. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we're late, popular out that late. Late night cage fight. <laughs> you can find them. Uh, Podbean. I saw them on there. They've uh-huh. got a Facebook page. Hmm. So, 
Well, good luck to him. Yeah, I just checked out the first episode, but I'm going to keep up with it. It's like, especially, you know, these early ones are weird. Because, <laughs> like, he was not, he was a nobody, uh-huh. you know. So he was, there's a lot of movies he was not the focal point of. Right. So I'm sure once we get further and deeper into it. He was still be, Nicholas Coppola. Then. Right. So I, you were proposing that we take, like, one of our special things we do and apply it to this. Right. Yeah. So we can show the young whippersnappers how it's done. We have a segment called One Job. One job forever? Look, I have one job on this lousy ship. It's stupid, but I'm going to do it, okay? You tosses. You had one job to do. Yeah, so after three years, we no longer research any of ours. We just throw it out there five minutes before the show. Hey, let's do a one job. Nicholas Cage. Sounds good. The pressure is on. I was so relaxed. I was so relaxed. I was like, we're going to record a podcast. And because it, you're such a big fan or just because there's too, yeah, too much? Yeah, I think so. Just because yeah. I, I really like Nick Cage and I want to get this right. And I feel like I got... Two people are going to be fighting against me. <laughs> so this is our segment where we pick an actor, a writer, a performer of some sort, and we pick the one job they've done that would stand the test of time, the thing you'd put on their tombstone that you, want, that you would most remember them by. And not always pop culture-wise and, and mainstream-wise, but the thing that In resonates opinion, the most right. with us. Yeah. So Valley Girl is one. I'll name all yep. his other movies. Oh, my gosh. Man, there's some good ones on there. The, cru- the Crudes, too. Yeah. <laughs> now, their first four episodes cover Valley Girl, Rumblefish, Racing the Moon, Cotton Club, and Birdie. They did. I've never heard of Birdie. I just recently heard of Birdie, and okay. it's it's an eighty mid eighties movie that. Okay. Uh, I think well, I want to say Matthew Modine is in it, and it it's supposed to be pretty good actually. So, um, I'm gonna have to catch up with that sometime. So it's probably not gonna hit the tombstone. <laughs> um, gosh, I totally forgot he was Ghost Rider. Yeah, he was Ghost Rider. We got Amos and Andrew. Oh, <laughs> yikes. Uh, 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 let's see. Um, I'm going through here. We got Guarding Tess. I remember that one. Um, Trapped in Paradise. Yeah. Uh, Honeymoon in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Sarah Jessica Parker, James Caan, I think. Um, Army of One, I just saw a couple years ago. That was that one where he w- he went to uh, the Middle East and yeah. solved everything. That was fun. <laughs> um, oh, the Sorcerer's see. Apprentice. <laughs> I was saying you would find that. In uh, let's see. It could happen to you with Bridget Fonda and Ro- is it Rosie Perez and that. That's a yeah. That's a good one. He like yeah. I like the lottery yeah. or something. Yeah, I that's like that fun movie. One. Yeah, Valley Girl. Um, Red Rock West. Uh, Laura Flynn Boyle, I think. I know, I've seen that. I remember remember liking that. It was kind of a good noir movie. It was good. Um, Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass. He has a small part. He's like, where's a Batman uniform? Um, uh, World Trade Center and Bringing Out the Dead were both around the same time. I have not seen either one, but... Scorsese, I think, did Bringing Out the Dead. I've got it. My yeah, it's one of his lesser films, yeah. but it's it's him and John Goodman, so it's worth a while. Yeah, I've got it on my DVR, but it's can't Peggy, make Peggy Sue it. got married. Yeah, uh, Snake Eyes mm-hmm. with uh, gosh, I think Gary Sinise or something is in it. Brian De Palma movie, um, Vampire's Kiss. That's a mm-hmm. well known. Um, 
Let's see. Drive Angry with Amber Heard. Next. Jessica Beale, I think, is in that. I like I like that. That was like a I want to say it was a little time travely, but I can't remember exactly. Mm. I don't, I, I don't have any contenders yet, guys. Moonstruck. No, I, yeah, Moonstruck. Moonstruck is great. Yeah. Moonstruck's a great, great stuff there. Yep. Um Family Man. Great Christmas Our, movie. I already I, wrote it down. Yeah, I really like I really like that. I mm-hmm. I I recorded it on my DVR again just a few weeks ago to watch. I, was like, I don't know why I've seen it a hundred times, but it's like I just like it. I like Taylor and him together. Um we have The Weatherman. Have you guys seen The Weatherman? I don't remember that one. Uh there's another man I remember. The Wicker Man. The Wicker Man, that's true. That's true, the Wicker Man. No, no, stop moving! Chance of bees. <laughs> <laughs> Weatherman's Gore Verbinski. Then it's got it's got some good stuff in it. Mike Mike Cocaine is in it, and I'll send you a clip for that. Uh, Seriously, what if I remembered the tartar sauce? Would things be different? Would Robert die not thinking I'm a jerk off? Jerk. Don't forget the tartar sauce. Just call the order in, Irene, and, and quit busting my you-know-what, okay? You always have to listen to what I'm saying to you. I heard you. Tartar sauce. 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 Man, I'd like to put my face in there. Right in there. Tartar sauce. My hips are cold. Tartar sauce. That's when you know it's cold. Let's see. Matchstick Men. Mm-hmm. That's a good little uh, con man movie with um, Sam Rockwell. Uh, Joe from just like two or three years ago. He's like a works on a lumber crew and, you know, there's some trouble. Trouble finds him but it's good yeah you got you called that ghost rider let's see eight millimeter anybody seen eight millimeter uh, I you haven't even seen eight millimeter i, saw I haven't millimeter. seen a lot of these that's sad okay. i like eight millimeter i didn't care for eight millimeter well it's not there's no flying <laughs> a movie elephants. about s- snuff films yeah it's yeah. good i was like no thank you it's a good one joel schumacher um I know Let's what my see. wife would vote for, I think. It might be a little toss-up between The Family Man and a movie called Face Off. Yeah, Face Off. With John Travolta, yeah. Nick Cage. Yeah. They trade faces. Yeah, that's a, that is a cult classic. People love that movie. I, I, I don't know if I can bring myself there, but I need to revisit it. It's one of those Nick Cage movies where he's so ridiculous... And so bad, it's wonderful. I would say that's like peak yes. Nick Cage. Yeah. yeah. Um, Throw a little Travolta in there. Mm-hmm. We have Gone in 60 Seconds. With Angelina Jolie stealing a bunch of cool cars. Eleanor Mustang. I feel like we're still not there yet. Um, 
Knowing four or five years ago. Have you never seen that either? No. Uh, yeah. He, it's supernatural type movie, but it has some really great moments. Like it's it's worth watching. I like it. Um. Okay, National Treasure. That was a very popular movie. Somebody, already, that's, somebody stole the that's freaking probably, declaration. I would say mainstream wise, that's probably his biggest. Yeah, yeah. I, I, one of them. I would definitely. Fall, I would yeah. fall for that being. Yeah, I definitely yeah. wrote that down. Uh, I saw Mom and Dad last year where he tried to kill his kids. Um, he was in. I, I recently watched Teen Titans Go to the movies. He was in. That. <laughs> uh, let's see. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Mm-hmm. Classic movie. He's briefly in that, that. Now, I learned from that other podcast, he was fired from that. He was supposed to have a more substantial role. Oh, really? And he got fired from it. Huh. Yeah. That's I, not a movie I, I've always really loved. Like, it's yeah. very popular, but I, I was never like really... I should, I should have loved it. Yeah. I mean, there's things I love about it. I haven't watched it in forever. Uh, the classic Phoebe Cates yeah. scene and... You know, I like it. Um, Con Air. That's a mainstream. Oh, Con Air. Yeah, people. That's a great that's movie. That's big. Um, <laughs> let's see. Adaptation. Spike Jones movie. He plays a couple roles in that. Uh, Mandy from last year was that psychedelic movie. He's got a little voice role. It's noir Spider-Man and... The uh, Spider Verse, Spider Verse movie. Okay, the big ones sticking out to me are the what? The the what? What are you gonna say? The Rock, The Rock, and Raising Arizona, and Raising Arizona. The oh, the Croods won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I immediately wrote down Con Air, Face Off, National Treasure. Family Man, The Rock, and Raising Arizona. Okay, another one I want to mention because I love it. The Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans, Ava Mendez. Really good, like, it is really good cage. You know, when they, whenever that podcast you were talking about gets to that, I, I think they're going to they're gonna like that one. What was the movie, was it last year where he had the sword... And he was went to the Middle East to that was Army of One. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What are you guys thinking? What are you? Are you passionate about any? I have one that's pretty much my definite pick. But I, I, yeah. I imagine I know what it is. But you're yeah, gonna say I, I have a weird thing. In my childhood. I believe we rented both Face Off and Con Air in the same weekend. Just wow, ra- be randomly, not like on purpose. Like we mm-hmm. got to watch the, but they had they were both fairly new, and we hadn't seen them before. And we got a pizza and rented two movies, and like those two movies are inextricably in my head. I think I can't think of one without the other. For some mm-hmm. reason, that weekend impacted me <laughs> a little too much as a child. But I, I I liked them both. To me, Face Off was always a little bit better. Con Air was a more cheesy. Yeah, yeah. But they're both of that Agreed. sort of. You know, midnight movie kind of quotable fun time at the yes. movies. Adaptation was a good performance, probably his most artsy sort of yeah. role. Oh uh, wait, didn't he win an Oscar for Leaving Las Vegas or something? Uh, we didn't even mention that. Might have been <laughs> I think he was nominated. Oh, okay, but still. that wasn't a movie <laughs> I cared much for. 
No, but uh, I mean, he was good. I feel in like it. we should yeah. mention. Yeah, <laughs> somehow I missed that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't have. I'm not real passionate about any specific one. I mean, I I I feel you, Cliff. I love The Rock, but yeah. is that Cage at his best? Yeah, or, or is, is that it is Sean, that a great ensemble? Yeah, Sean Connery, with Ed Harris, and, and Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Was that that feels like? kind of a turning point to me like he was the leading man yeah. with these other two guys who are very respected and he, this was a Nicolas Cage vehicle yeah, yeah. and no, the like, vehicle was and, a fly yellow Ferrari right, right. F355 but like did he ever do that again did he ever reach those peaks of the rock good speed you know what that means <laughs> Stanley was that it? Stanley good speed um, I really as far as I love The Family Man, I think it's a great Christmas yeah, movie good. that my wife really, she turned me on to that movie. Um, but I think I remember watching Raising Arizona because it was when it shortly after it came out, um, it was on, I think, Showtime or one of the movie channels on cable a lot. And at me not being that old at that time, I didn't really get the movie mm-hmm. um, and I hadn't watched I watched it over it was on a lot and like I knew that people loved that movie and I just couldn't I think grasp it at that time but as I got older years and years went by and I sat down and watched it one day and I was like this movie's pretty great <laughs> <laughs> yeah I had something very similar which I didn't even remember I had seen it before but I sat down in you know, probably late high school or college to watch it, and the guy on the bike. Mm-hmm. I remembered that like that had scarred me as a kid. I did. I'm. I probably didn't even know what movie it was from, but I saw it when I was a little bit too young, and I remember this apocalyptic biker, you know, yeah. killing a bunny. I was like, oh, that's what that's from. Like he had haunted me for years since. But yeah, that that's definitely my pick. Raising Arizona. The Coen Brothers are my favorite directors. This this is madcap comedy. Yes, like it's. Very quotable, great lines, great performances from everybody in it. So that's my hands down. But son, you got a panty on your head. Just drive fast. Turn to the right. The first time I met Ed was in the county lockup in Tempe, Arizona. You're a flower, you are. A day I'll never forget. I do. You bet I do. Okay then. My lawless years were behind me. Our child-rearing years lay ahead. But <laughs> biology conspired to keep us childless. You go right back up there and get me a toddler. I need a baby hide. I got more than I can handle. At the time, Ed's little plan seemed like the solution to all our problems. And the answer to all our prayers. He's beautiful. What? Are you kidding? We got us a family here. Awesome. I pick 8mm. You guys can... <laughs> sign in raising Arizona I'm totally fine with that yeah. and I get to pull a cliff Celebrity Films Eddie yeah I know all about it yeah you know all about what about that girl six years ago I know what you did to her who is this you murdered her you and your friends I know what the f*** you're talking about you killed her on film, and now you're you're all. 
I get to vote for something else. Feels pretty good, doesn't it? <laughs> it's <is> pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it's not Family Man, I think it. I think it's Raising Arizona. I really do. Yeah. Any of the Face Off, Connie or The Rock, those are all fine picks. Yeah, go I would, and watch I them. would not argue any of those. Yeah. But my personal, they're all pick, great. Yeah. And you know, National Treasure was a huge hit for yeah, him. Yeah, I liked it. I like uh, that stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. I think we're we I did think it. we did it. Yeah. In the annals of Kapow history, the only movie that matters that Nick Cage ever made, other than Eight Millimeter, is Raising Arizona. I've been taking these nuggies and uh, whatever cash you got. <laughs> Forget all the rest. They Damn. never happened. That takes a lot of pressure off when we do John Goodman. <laughs> yeah, this movie already exists. We don't have to say right. it, so it's right. totally going to be like The Hangover Three, right? right. Roseanne, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, not too bad. So next, we're going to movies. Save Martha, puny god. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm Batman. Kneel before the sun! Under Said it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? Long, sullen silence? Or mean comment? Go on. You got me in a box here. <laughs> so March 20th, it became official. It's a done deal. The Disney Fox buyout is complete. Not that anything happened immediately. I, I didn't hear any not yet announcements made or anything. Yeah, nothing, nothing major. I had a bold prediction, but I'm going to save it. I was telling you guys about. Um, yeah, because it's probably smart not to tell anyone your prediction ahead of time. Right. <laughs> that way, in case you're wrong. Exactly. Good. That's how we do it. <laughs> Did you guys read about uh, this week? Kevin Feige um, wants. All, how many MCU films are there now? 21, 21. 21 films. He would like them to be referred to as the Infinity Saga, from Iron Man to Endgame. I did see that, and I, and one, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. And I did, I had already been thinking myself, I wanted a name for that because there, there is an ending here, and I. I've already said that after this, after Endgame, yeah, I'm gonna feel like that was my, that was my Marvel. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll still, you know, go, but I feel yeah. like just not that what they do in the future, it, I'm saying is already gonna be bad or lesser, but they just did it so perfect with the casting and everything, and it happens to be the characters, you know, I loved and grew up yeah. on that. Whatever they do after that. Is going to feel like something different. Second level, you know. I so. think also, my big thing, I was thinking about this. I think this is actually doing it that way creates an opportunity for Marvel in, in, with their movies. Because here's their chance where they can do one shot movies that are just fun, or they can do an Elseworlds story, or, um, you know, just it doesn't all have to be. That's connected. what DC should be doing. Honestly, if we can take on that kind of stuff. But I mean, this is this could be their opportunity to everybody that is going right now through 
film fatigue. Yeah. They're not getting all hyped up anymore. They're still going to go well, see got, it. They've got that what if series they're working on, you know. Yeah. So, so I mean, I, I think they're instead of maybe going that I mean, way. and they could still do it. They could still do another a new story with Fantastic Four and X-Men or whatever they want to and connect it. But here's their real chance to take some odd stories, you know, they're talking about um can't think of, uh, the Eternals. They're going to mm. do an Eternals movie. Yeah, didn't somebody, somebody say uh, Angelina Jolie is in talks? Yeah, in talks to do that. Yeah, and I'm like, who are the Eternals? I had no idea, other than some. I somebody yeah. said it was Jack Kirby, right? From way back in the day. Again, but. I'm like, I. What, what was it? What was it on the? Uh, what was the show that failed? The Inhumans. The Inhumans. Yeah. These are, they feel like are, the exact same thing. They are less well-known than the Inhumans. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> That's what I mean. I I would have told you that the Inhumans was going to fail, and it did. Yeah. And I feel like this is, you know... I mean, they but, can make it work. But that's I, that's how we do predictions. We tell them after. <laughs> heck yeah, go back. Let's go back and put yeah. that. But but I also feel like a lot of people were saying that about Guardians, and they were like, "Oh, nobody's ever heard of the Guardians of the Galaxy." But yeah, I, I think, don't like the cosmic so much. This super cosmic. well, I think that's, that's where not where going. Marvel succeeds to me. No. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's where they're going with some stuff. But I also think this is a chance for them to do movies that I don't have. The general public doesn't have to do homework before they go see it, mm-hmm. and they don't have to worry about this book or what happened in this story. They can just go and be open to it because they've so, that's got to worry them at some point. Oh yeah, like okay, we were investing this many millions of dollars. Right. At what point does it just collapse under its own weight? Yeah, it will. It will. Unless I think they have to do. <laughs> we something. know it will. Yeah. I hope I'm dead. <laughs> but I, I think they have to do something different to freshen it up a little bit. Is, is the yeah. point? But yeah, I thought that was interesting. That yeah, I hadn't heard that. But I I never liked the phase one, phase two stuff. I never use those terms. If someone was like, "Now, actually, Iron Man two fits into this fit," like <laughs> I didn't. That meant nothing to me. So I don't I wish mind you told kind me of to my face when I was <laughs> <laughs> but like to people who have to catalog everything and coordinate, and this one goes here Got and that one goes there. But like uh, boomerang. Come so on. if you go back <laughs> retroactively, that's how, that's a lot of comics do that. The comics just came out as single issues, but years later we call it the Great Darkness Saga, or you know we call it yeah, and it comes yeah, up yeah, with a yeah. term. So. You know, it has to establish itself first, and then we give it a name. Like that, if he had come out with the first movie and said, "Here's what we're doing, everybody." The right. Infinity Saga. Yeah. See you in ten yeah. years. <laughs> <laughs> no, that wouldn't work. Yeah. So I'm all in. Whatever they want to label yeah, it as, and make the big DVD box sets or whatever. That's fine. Yeah, I'll just set my other movies on top of that. <laughs> um, we saw a movie. I saw, I saw Jordan Peele's Us. And you, it got very high praise. And yes, your high praise got me to go see it. Well, I'm $5 a night probably. But yeah, I waited to keep $5. <laughs> I wonder what praise I would have to give to get you to see something on not $5 a night. <laughs> I know when I went and saw Split, I didn't think that it was such high praise, but I wanted you to go see it enough that I gave you $10. <laughs> and you still didn't go see it. And then... <laughs> Well, because someone spoiled it for me. That's true. Ten dollars returned. True. You saved you ten bucks. Ah, oh, defiant. Um, now I'll go to some like like um, uh, in game. 
that weekend I'll be at a Comic Con. And we're Where? leaving Friday night, Gem City and Dayton. Are you going to see your first IMAX movie? Well, I don't know how I'm going <gasps> to get that because here's how it works. <laughs> I'm as soon as tickets go on sale, which will be very soon. I'm going to send you a message, and you're going to buy them for whatever freaking city you're in, and you go see it there in IMAX. You have got to see this in IMAX because I I had you know famously we've talked about this before, but. I, I had never seen a movie in IMAX till I saw Infinity War, mm-hmm. and it, it is really worth it. And I, I I want that experience for you, Jordan. Thank you. I so, think the last IMAX movie I saw was actually the original Avengers. Wow, <laughs> I've never seen one. Well, but yeah, my it. my point was I'm going to a Comic Con the weekend Endgame yes. comes out. And I have to see it before the Comic Con starts. Or yeah, you'll because be there's spoiled. no way to make it through a weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Just and not hear, see, and right. smell be, everything. Yeah. Yes, yes, totally agree. We've got a mission. <laughs> so or yes, I can just I'll go, let you I'll know as soon as I Thursday know. So night. if you're going to be up there like the night before, you already have tickets. Well, that's or something. we're staying with my brother in Columbus, so he asked if we want tickets, but I don't know with work schedules and stuff when how soon we'll be able to get to Columbus on well, Friday you night. Figure but. that out. This is important comes around once every lifetime. <laughs> I mean, seriously though, this is a once in a lifetime chance. This is the movie, as far as I'm concerned, and it's rumored that three hours plus mm-hmm. so yeah they gave a runtime. three hours two minutes yeah i am so into that anybody crying about it just <laughs> don't come all right so that's our review of us thanks yeah that's that's great <laughs> you, you can tell we have a focus <laughs> no i don't want to say anything about it i don't want to spoil yeah we can't we can't talk about it we talked about it to each other but we even we some of the actors, it. I don't want to say, oh, they were really creepy, because then there's a re- wait, why were they being creepy? Like, just yeah. anything we say about it will lessen your experience. So, yeah. highest can we, can recommendation. We, we can't talk about at least what was seen in the trailer or no? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, feel free to. Jordan Peele. Jordan, Jordan Peele. Peele. Yeah, what do you know? You haven't seen it, so no. what do you know? Clip? Lupita Nyongo. Yes. That's what I know. That's not. Well, then they are another. Family comes to their house and it looks like them. So I was referring to that Lupita as spicy Lupita. <laughs> spicy Papitas. <laughs> um, anyway, I just wanted to get that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and there's a lot of ink being spilled of what oh does it all God. mean? What What's he saying? And I feel like he... Yeah, with Get Out and the universal acclaim it had, he won an Oscar yeah. for his screenplay. It is now this is his sophomore movie. What's he doing now? Mm-hmm. He's got to up the game. And like I th- he just, he made a good horror movie. If you got something out of it, cool. But I I don't know that it needs to be scholarly examined and torn apart because then it just becomes less. And you keep adding. That's the same thing that happened to Shyamalan. He made a great first couple movies. That was like, well, what twist are you gonna do now? Try and surprise me, Shyamalan. Like people got. <laughs> Yeah, expectations. They right. got all wrapped up in just that. Part That's what it. I uh, I did hear recently. You know, like you said, there's a million think pieces about it, which I love. That's what I I love a movie like that that everyone can come at it from a different perspective and apply their own you know experiences onto it. And I did like he said. I know the answer. He's like, I do have a definitive what happened, what's going on. He's like, it's just a balance of how much I um, let out, how much I show you, 
and which I think that's brilliant. I mean, he, he's what he's doing to only give you so much so we can all discuss it and pour over it and read all these think pieces and just enjoy it after we see it. Like, you know, a movie that I walk out of and think, I know I liked it, but I don't know exactly why because I'm, you know, I'm willing to admit there are smarter people than me out there that are going to tell, they're going to spark things in me and make me think about from my angle, their angle, and so many different people. And I, I really enjoyed reading all that stuff. And there's two different tracks people are taking of the typical, now, but wait, what if this was part of the twist? Right. And they're reading in the plot. And then there's also the, what is this saying about America? So, yeah, that's wonderful. I got a lot out of it. I It made me think about things as my rural white existence. But, yeah, I don't think you shouldn't go into it, all right, what's he trying to tell me? Just go in and enjoy it. And if you are the kind of person who needs to know every detail and you get hung up on the, well, how did the killer manage to do this? Like, how did Jason survive the axe to the face? Right, exactly. like, Nobody asks yeah, about that. No. <laughs> So if you leave so that at the door, right? Just go enjoy it. The act, and I do want to, you know, shout out to all the actors and actresses, and they were all great. All the kids were great. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o was amazing. I'm I'm probably gonna be saying her name like I did Tony Collette's all last year. Yeah. I really like her. Yeah, yeah. like that. She was just great in this, and. I, I just think they Winston Duke as the every dad as the white dad as I wanted to say. I mean, yeah, this is the dude. He this was man ape from Black Panther. This dude <laughs> is a beast. He is cut, and he shows up in you know board shorts like, hey everybody. He just looks like a dumpy dad. Dad bod. It was great. He was doing and he was also doing a Jordan Peele impression. Yes. Every every line he said, I could imagine Jordan Peele saying that line. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely, if you like horror, like I wouldn't recommend it to Cliff. Uh, like, yeah, I'm not a big horror guy, yeah. but I'm not either. But I really I would, like Get Out. I, oh, okay. Well, then maybe you yeah, better rent, rent like, that. Then. Yeah, I was totally open to it. I just okay. hadn't gotten there. And it's there's, there's, more horror than Get Out, mm-hmm. but it's, but there's not a ton of like gore. No, no there's no. some jump scares and yeah. some you know there's t- terrifying stuff. But it's not really a slasher movie that that. So so basically, we've killed ourselves because we have this juicy movie, and we've already established that there's all kinds of stuff to talk about. We have a podcast, (laughs) and we're not going to do it because we don't want to spoil it for you. That's how much we love you. Okay, but so what was your experience of seeing this movie? All right, so uh, like Cliff, I don't see a lot of horror movies, and if I do, I see them in my house in my living room years later. (laughs) <laughs> on cable on cable just quietly. usually the their text pops up and says years later yeah and he said what is that so i go to the theater on cheap five dollar night late show 9 30 p.m and it was a fun experience this was one of my better theater going experiences all right because it was a, a decent crowd it was more people than captain marvel actually this was a movie to see with people and it was like it seemed like a young kind of college crowd and they were laughing at stuff and like Nothing bothered me. I didn't notice anybody on their phone. Yeah. And like, you know, the family, the first time you see the bad guys, it's just a nice creepy shot. And you don't really know what's going on. And you hear somebody in the back go, oh, now what? <laughs> and then you, like, other creepy things would happen. Like, oh, no, no. <laughs> so people were just having these visceral reactions. And people would laugh at that. And then yeah, they'd laugh right. at what's on the screen. So I, I really enjoy myself at the theater. 
So leaving, as you should. That's yeah. my hope. It never <laughs> that, seems to happen. That's always the plan. <laughs> it's always derailed. You sit down next to right. <laughs> one guy. So I'm leaving the theater and walking to my dark car. You know, park, oh, no. parked at the end of the aisle. Oh no! And I'm thinking. You know, I just saw a horror movie, but I'm not scared. Like, I, there were some unsettling things. And, I'm, and leaving the theater, everyone was talking. Yeah. Well, do you think that, like, they were all, everyone walking out of the theater was talking about what they had just seen. Can't believe like, uh, he's Luke's father. <laughs> telling all the other people. So as I'm walking to the car through a dark parking lot, I'm like, you know, I'm not scared of me opening the car and, like, a, my own doppelganger popping up. and Like, that's not, yeah. like, I'm not scared of this movie, but I was moved and unsettled you were saying that out loud so it's kind of weird but in my brain I'm just thinking all this stuff like how I'm not scared yeah this is not (laughs) the first time I've ever not been scared (laughs) yeah I'm soothed so but just me pondering the movie what I just seen cut to eight minutes later pulling in my driveway oh there's a guy with a bat I get out of my car my house is pitch black there's no lights on anywhere (laughs) Almost like you'd sabotage yourself. <laughs> and my neighbor has a bunch of junk in her yard. Like, those little solar lights you spike into the ground. So mm-hmm. there's a little bit of light coming off those. She has the flags you hang up oh, with different seasons. Yeah. She's got what was it plants. I don't What's know. It was the, dark. Oh, come on. But she just has a bunch of junk in her yard. Yeah. So I'm walking up. I was like, there's something standing in my yard. Oh, my God. You want to get crazy? <laughs> Let's get I, I had crazy. To get, I had to put my voice on. <laughs> and I'm like, this all happens in the span of one second. So I'm, wow. I'm expanding time here. He but was running to it. Like house. something <laughs> is standing in my yard. And I think, okay, the neighbor has a cat. And it occasionally will jump. You know, I'll go out in the dark and I'll hear the cat run by. But I'm like, this is, that was like the horror movie where the cat jumps out. Yeah, right. But it's like, this is way taller then than a cat. Then you go in the house and get murdered. Yeah. <laughs> years later. That whatever this was was taller than a cat, and it wasn't part of my neighbor's decorations. Okay. And I froze. Dog. I'm like, "What is standing in my yard?" And then it moved. I was like, "What the?" And it bolted. It was a deer. <laughs> it was like four feet tall, and like it did that thing where a deer's back leg would like twitch oh, right man. before it bolts. Mm, so it was stock still in the dark, and then it twitched. Which these monsters in the movie move kind of weird. Yeah. So I'm, I don't know what my soul left my body for a split second. <laughs> There's never been a deer in my yard the entire time I've lived in this house, but it scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> that and me, is great. Me tough guy leaving the yeah. theater like that's not a scary uh, movie. Yeah, had to it change just, your pants when yeah. you got home. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh-huh. That's all part of the experience. Yep. Right. And then not sleeping for the next day. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. great. <laughs> now I'm freaked out. <laughs> oh, movies. And the deer used its hoof to go with scissors. So speaking of DC, mm-hmm. we mentioned mm-hmm. what's going on there. You had a, uh, there was some big news this week. Somebody uh, decided to start talking. Yeah, I'm not sure where this was. A Comic Con or or some oh, kind I of panel setting. Hmm. Yeah, I can't remember now. Zack Snyder doesn't. He thinks it's your fault if you don't like the Batman kills people. <laughs> he thinks you're an idiot. Yeah, pretty much. He thinks you should grow up because you're living in a dream world. Oh, like Batman killed a guy. I'm like fuck. <laughs> 
<laughs> really? Like, 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 it's a lot of like, likes. I'm like, wake the f up. It's like, yes, it's like, yes. you know, that's all. So, so like, I, I guess that's like, that's what I'm saying about like, you know, once you've like lost your virginity yeah. to this f movie, and then you come and say to me something about like, oh, my superhero wouldn't do that. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> like, I'm like down the f road on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and it's a cool point of view. Look, I'm 100% fine with it. There, it's a cool point of view to be like, my heroes are still innocent. You know, my heroes didn't, you know, lie to America. My heroes didn't, you know, embezzle money from their corp. My heroes didn't commit any atrocities. I'm like, that's cool. But in dream world, okay? So. Okay, so this man was in charge of the DC universe for too long. Like, what? Like I, this guy, all right? And we had our problems with these movies, as yeah. many people did. You know, Batman killing people was probably far down on that list. Yeah. But I, this attitude of, you believe in something? How dumb are you? Mm -hmm. You have ideals for your heroes? Lame. <laughs> what is that attitude? Uh, My heroes didn't commit any atrocities. Uh, what a Pollyanna you are. Like, yeah. use the word atrocities. Yeah. I, I couldn't fathom that. I, I just... I was waiting for this. I, I expect a longer speech. Go on. <laughs> it, I, I don't feel I need to defend it. Like, this yeah. is a horrible take. It is. It's absolutely horrible. <laughs> because I, for one... I know you're... Yeah. yeah. Go on. Get I mean, I, when I saw the, his version of Batman in that first movie, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, th this is not Batman. He doesn't brand people. Yeah. He doesn't... You know, pick up a gun and I'll save that for Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But I get if his point is, look, these are cartoon characters. These aren't for kids. We're doing something more mature. Like if that was his argument, we're taking him in a new direction. But his point is, you you are the ones who are you know living in the past. I don't know. Maybe that is his point. I don't know. He's it's he's not delivering it well at all. Well, was it that he was, like, trying to do a year one thing? Because, like, originally, you know, Batman was... It, there was some gunplay. It feels like there, for a brief point in time, every DC movie was under his watch. Yeah. And they quickly failed. Um, until Wonder Woman came about to save the universe for those movies... Yeah, I mean, we were just going to get more and more of this crap. And it's and I remember, I know we've been podcasting a long time. I remember us talking about... <laughs> Three years. An interview he gave on Conan where he was talking about, you know, Superman could just get all the world leaders together, put them in a room and yeah. say, you better behave or I'll rip your arms off. It's like, that was his take on Superman. Yeah, come as on. As someone who would do that. And his take on Batman is like, he would just kill everyone, right? So I, yeah. why is why was he ever in charge that, of these characters? That is the question. Right. He clearly did not understand any of them. And again, that's a slippery slope. If you want to argue, 
you can't say, oh, well, your take on a character is the only right one, or you know, saying you don't understand. I, I have a deeper yeah, appreciation you, of these characters. Yeah, you don't you have to do. be a like, jerk about yeah. it. I mean, come yeah, on. That, that's the thing. It's like, fine, <laughs> do, do your thing, but uh, leave everybody else alone. You're not the the one voice. No. Ugh. Yeah, not not everything is Watchmen. Watchmen was a reaction to heroes like Batman. Right. And I lo- I really liked that movie. I really enjoyed Watchmen. And so when they announced he was going to you know do Superman and Batman, I was like, heck yeah. I love Watchmen, but yeah, this is, it's a crappy tape take from about crappy movies and <laughs> let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the pure form of the art. Well, there was a Star Wars poster. Oh, there was a what? A poster. Oh, the first yeah. I d- you know what images I- we have officially gotten. You sent me that and I really oh. feel bad that I didn't pour over it but i i will say this like my first reaction was i was disappointed it looked fake it looked like i had to look, look fake i had yeah. to look and see what site you got it from yeah to double check that you weren't hoodwinked to this I mean, was just a fan I had to make, well yeah because i'm off facebook right now in case everybody doesn't <laughs> yeah. know i'm out of the loop yeah, right yeah so i'm relying on twitter which he still has ashes on his yeah forehead. that's right so i'm relying on twitter which i mean come on it's twitter but I had to Ouch. check three Twitter or th- somewhere like, what the hell did I do? <laughs> well, there's just a lot of conflicting. Yeah, I- but I did run through several things to make sure I, I wasn't, you know, a victim right, of yeah, a yeah, cruel you joke it. here. You know <laughs> yeah, everybody on Facebook's been talking about how to, how to mess you up. <laughs> hey, guys, let's no, all get together. I'm running a very deep campaign. I have freaking patrons. Um, But... I saw that and I was disappointed because last year the poster was the last Jedi. Two years ago. Or whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah. And last movie and she and her holding up and just that Oh per- yeah, it was great. Perfect poster. I immediately made it my wallpaper. Like and it was my wallpaper, I think, until Spider Verse, which is still my wallpaper, mm-hmm. you know. I'm like I need I love that shot of you know something epic, and this is not it. This is a uh, episode one, two, three poster. Yeah, it kind of. It is. is. Yeah, oh, it is. That's the first thing I thought was this is the Phantom Menace because poster. yeah, if you took um, what this alien? There's a alien guy next to Finn. Yeah, who the hell is that? I I told you guys it looked like the alien from Mac and Me, <laughs> just grown up. But you could easily like slip a Jar Jar right in there, and oh, nobody yeah. would ever notice the difference. I think What's Disney up? bought Mac and Me, so they probably own it. That could be the first crossover. <laughs> Is that like Mac and Cheese, the Friends show? No, no, no. It was a movie from the '80s about this kid who was in a wheelchair yeah. and this goofy-looking bald. Have you seen E.T.? E. I have seen E.T. You've seen Mac and Me, though. okay? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of characters in this um poster it just seems so childish and something about it i don't know we've got the knights of ren um and c-3po for some reason has chewbacca's bowcaster and uh bandolier and that's pretty much the poster so I don't know. Yeah, There's it no looked, car- It looked a little bit fan art. It looked a little bit like. It uh, did look. Yeah. What do you call it? A, uh, you know, fan, fan created. And there's no Carrie Fisher. So, boo on you, Star Wars. Hmm. 
Hmm. Whoa, Cliff's never said that before. Yeah. Boo on you, Disney. Say it. Well, I didn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, now that I'm like Googling and I'm seeing all these Star Wars posters coming up, these iconic, awesome posters, and that's why I was so disappointed because mm-hmm. I'm looking at these gorgeous yeah. thing. Ugh. Yeah, I was not loving it. And I've only looked, seen it that one time and I didn't want to look at it again. I'm like, I hope it, I'm hoping that this... You know what really is all I could think about was when we did that poll saying what movie are you most looking forward to and people really overwhelmingly picked Avengers uh, Endgame and and that poster compared to this is ridiculous. It makes this look so bad. And I'm holding out hope. Let's hope... Uh... I don't want some. We get something nub, pretty for wub, the whatever uh, next time. Yeah, I want something gritty. I guess you know. I don't need. I, and by that I mean you know with that last Jedi poster, it was Ray holding up the lightsaber. I mean it was iconic. Well, and not this <clears throat> Drew Struzan. You know everybody. Yeah, I, last Jedi, I think we got a little spoiled with the. I mean it was so beautiful that red and white um, contrast through the whole thing. It really stood out so all right well we won't cry about it too long we love star wars so let's do some comics how can you read this there's no pictures well some people use their imagination well i must hurry back to my comic book store where i dispense the insults rather than absorb them it happens all the time read a comic book okay <laughs> As we are recording, last weekend was C2E2 in Chicago, and this weekend is WonderCon in Anaheim. So, you know, the big publishers announce a whole lot of stuff. They do, uh, you know, trailers will drop, and casting news will drop, and new comic stuff will drop. So, we probably haven't touched the surface of it, but I just grabbed a couple big notes uh, Jonathan Hickman is returning to Marvel. That's the kind of thing most people were talking about. Um, he is doing two bi-weekly six-issue X-Men books starting in July. Called The House of X and Powers of X. So there's going to be... They're going to publish them alternating. So there'll be one every other week. So you'll get three months of weekly Hickman books. I think I did the math right on that. So they're billing it as a new major milestone. This is going to be like Giant Size X-Men did or Jim Lee's X-Men or Grant Morrison's new X-Men. This will be, they're letting Jonathan Hickman start something new and begin a new era of X-Men. And then we're probably looking, the other the other books in the line will continue on alongside it, unchanged, until this is over. And then the rumor is it's probably all going to reboot. We're going to start over again and we'll have all new X stuff to look forward to. And Marvel has announced their next big event is Absolute Carnage by Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman. You're going to get a sneak peek on Free Comic Book Day. That's part of, uh, there's going to be a short story in one of the Marvel issuings there on Free Comic Day on May 4th at your local comic store. And then, if you remember when Wolverine got the Infinity Gem when he was dead a couple years ago and he just started popping up in random Marvel books on the last page. That works so well with Wolverine, they're going to do it with Carnage. So there's going to be ten different books. Carnage is just going to randomly pop up in, and I'm sure they're going to have it on the on the cover and, you know, variant covers and all kinds of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. So the first issue of this is in August, and the plot is basically, you know, Carnage, the great Spider-Man villain. He's on the hunt for every character who has ever worn a symbiote 
and every symbiote that's ever been, going all the way back to those first issues, you know, after Secret Wars, where Peter had the black suit, and they've been promising that's going to tie together the entire history of the symbiotes and every every aspect of Spider-Man and the black suit, Venom, and all those many offshoots. So, I don't know, Carnage is a huge name that he hasn't they've given a couple like his own solo books in a while but they haven't let him be like a big villain for a couple years so this could this could solve all it that it seems like a no brainer yeah i mean it's such a you know there's so much there to draw you know and could be and good. we're also getting a new chapter of marvels the book by mm. kurt Busiek and alex ross this is the 25th anniversary i was going to say that has been forever when yeah I, I don't know the publication of that. Like, how did they do anything after the original? They did a sequel to it, but it wasn't Alex Ross, I don't believe. So it was uh, Eye of the Camera, I think mm. it was called. It was about yeah. a news photographer. But this, yeah, Marvels was basically going back to the beginning of Marvel. And, you know, Submariner, Human Torch, like 1939, Timely Comics version. And then it was, you know, there was a reporter it followed through the the human view of these great events like what did it look like when galactus attacked earth and you're just staying on the street looking up at galactus so it captured the scale of marvel heroes in a way that had really never been done before and it's a terrific book like i said it's the 25th anniversary and they have reprinted it they put out a new trade paperback and they're just now releasing the annotated version they released four issues with a bunch of footnotes and like okay well in this panel is a reference to this so it it's like that's cool. It's very detailed. Because yeah, we thought you were going to get it the first time, but you didn't understand what we were doing. Right. We get this. <laughs> so they're releasing later this year a one-shot. Uh, it's in that world, basically a sequel to this, but it's going to focus on the X-Men. And then all the stuff you bought, you're going to have to rebuy it because it'll be reprinted later yeah, as right. the complete chapter of Marvels. Cool. And we've had so a few recent comics that have come out. Uh, DC launched their Ink and Zoom lines. These are the these Zoom are for young readers, like elementary school age. And the first one was Super Sons, the Polar Shield Project. This is New York Times best-selling author Ridley Pearson. Huh. He, he did the King uh, kids book Kingdom Keepers. Yeah. Are you familiar with? Oh that? yeah, that okay. was a big, huge series. Okay, uh, yeah, very so popular. He's he's, he's known if someone with a kid in in yeah. school. Yeah. Okay. So this is the first in a three-part series. No, it's just his reading level. That's no, no. It's it's actually a pretty cool <laughs> idea. They they go through um, like the Magic Kingdom and different things. Ah, here we go. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and 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 quest and find and mysteries oh, and it, it's oh pretty God, neat. I thought it was just... But that's what DC's trying to do. They're bringing authors in who are popular in other formats. And because the young readers, that those are the people buying the most books and the most graphic novels, and they're like, "Hey, these people have huge fan bases. Let's bring them over to our characters." And it's a cool initiative. So this is following the sons of Batman and Superman, um, for said younger readers, and then for the middle grade readers, like junior high ish, they have the Ink imprint, and their first book was Mara Tidebreaker. So this is Aquaman's wife-to-be as more of her young teen years. Another New York Times bestseller, Danielle Page. She did the series Dorothy Must Die. So this is Mara, kind of a teen 
angsty thing. You know, uh, in her origin, she was sent to the service world to kill Aquaman. Yeah. Right? So this is her. You know, does she follow her heart and defy her parents? And, you know, just turning her into a teen heroine for, for that age. And that's I, I love this initiative. That's mm-hmm. wonderful to take these characters kids know in formats kids already are familiar with. So go DC. Yeah. Uh, DC also released Dial H for Hero. Bring back that. Mm-hmm. Silver Age concept, six issue miniseries by Sam Humphreys and Joe Quinones. Uh, the first issue was decent. Uh, it's a new, brand new character finds the hero dial, mm-hmm. and when you dial it, you you become a random, you gain random superpowers for an hour. So there's example. limitless, limitless. I'm gonna need an example. Uh, the first, this first issue, he became, it was like monster truck. He was like basically like a human transformer, and it looked like they drew it in like '90s style. Turbo it was, team. It was huge, <laughs> and bombastic, crazy art style. Hmm. Okay, I wasn't and it's expecting also, that. It's a little bit similar to a book called Heroic 9.0. That <laughs> Never heard of. A New York Times bestselling author Jordan Lowe wrote. Mm. You have to find that at soprocomics.com. <laughs> Yeah, uh, please. <laughs> uh, Marvel launched a couple of Spider-Man books. They did City at War as a six-issue miniseries set in the video game continuity. So the characters you dealt with in the game, you're, they're going to expand on their storylines and some things that happened in the game and outside of the game. We're going to get more story if you liked the PlayStation game. And Spider-Man Life Story, another six-issue miniseries by Chip Zdarsky and Mark Bagley. And this is going to be the real-time, basically, story of Spider-Man. So it kicks off in 1966. Peter's in college. So the second issue will be set in the 70s, and he's going to be 10 years older. Mm. So it's going to follow Spider-Man. Yeah, he's going so to age. totally screw up with our suspension of disbelief. Right, right. But all it's right. going to... We're going to deal all the famous, you know, the 70s will fight the Goblin and Gwen Stacy... And the 80s is out of the black suit, and the 90s is the clone saga. But it's going to be him decades older than he was wow. in the original. So it's going to it's going to be interesting. I bought the first copy or the, the first issue because I I definitely want to read this one. <laughs> kind of curious how the Secret Wars go down with decrepit Spider Man. <laughs> I need a new suit. Rip he the just, suit. He hikes his black pants <laughs> way up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we also had Cosmic Ghost Rider Destroys Marvel History. Six-issue miniseries. Everyone loves six-issue miniseries. Uh, it's co-written <laughs> by Paul Shear, the comedian. And this is the Cosmic Ghost Rider they introduced recently in the Thanos book. And it's Frank Castle, millennia from now, given the power cosmic and the Ghost Rider curse. Um, he, in his most recent series, got, he got thrown back in time. Well, this miniseries, he's stuck in time. And so it's just him waiting out Mar- the Marvel history. We're going again. We're going through Marvel history. So and him trying not to interfere with the origin of the Fantastic Four and the you know the the important highlights of Marvel history. There's now this crazed, ultra powerful Ghost Rider hmm. on the peripherals. That's been fun so far. Cool. And there is a hey a five issue miniseries. What Darth Vader Dark Visions? Feels like they're holding out on us. So I could this use one, six issues. <laughs> this one is five different issues, five different creative teams, all basically Darth Vader's impact in the galaxy. 
So the first issue is about this weird dark planet that has been... They have to live underground because there's this giant monster that will just kill anyone. Darth Vader crash lands on the planet and kills the monster. So now it's like, our hero has saved us all. So it's Mm -hmm. them viewing him as this great conquering hero. Hmm. And the second issue is about a a pilot, uh, an Imperial pilot. Yes. Mm -hmm. What's that thing called? The big ship? The real big one. TIE fighter? No, the real Star Star Destroyer. Destroyer. A Star Destroyer pilot who was in a meeting one time where Vader choked everyone for failing him. Mm -hmm. And then he gained command later, and this rebel escapes his grasp. And he's like, failure is not an option. So it's just him's like, we have to get this rebel. Like, but sir, we're being, you know, we can't go to the asteroid. He'll field. choke us. Yeah. <laughs> and he, it's just him losing his mind. Right. He's so yeah. afraid of Darth Vader. And like, Apology I'm, accepted, yeah. Captain <laughs> We ain't found shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a Darth Vader miniseries that Vader's barely in, but it's basically what what his presence does to the people in. When the are the Star Wars books coming out, or have they yet? With the start featuring Black Spire Outpost and Batu and all that. Yes, Galaxy's Edge. Uh, I believe it starts in April. Mm, okay, so I ordered it last month. So well, it's yeah, pretty but, soon. I mean, yeah. it's opening in California, and you know, May May thirty first. So mm. there you go. Yeah, they're gonna do a whole miniseries set in the new world we're learning about from uh, Disney. Hmm. And then the biggie of the week, probably the biggest of the year, Detective Comics number one thousand. Mm-hmm. This is the 80th anniversary of Batman, so they did a 96-page book. They did variant covers from every decade, so they had one that looked like the 30s with 30s kind of trade dress, 40s, 50s, all the way up with different artists. Uh, you know, Frank Miller did the one from the 80s. Uh, who was Tim Sale did the one from the 90s? So kind of you know, of that style is the way they did it. And if Action Comics got here a few months back. Mm-hmm. So it was a very similar sort of thing, just different creative teams, kind of the best in the business. So Detective, we had a great, uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo reteam for a story about... This was the one I've been seeing the most talk about. There's kind of a, a team of heroes who are kind of recruiting Batman. And they've been kind of messing with him since his earliest cases. And they reveal who these were. And it's kind of a neat team up. And people are like, oh, these people need a book together. This would be so fun. Hmm. So we'll see if there anything comes of it or if it's just a neat little one shot. Uh, film director Kevin Smith did a story with Jim Lee. Paul Dini, uh, who helped create the animated hmm. series, did a story with Dustin Nguyen. Warren Ellis, wonderful writer. And Becky Cloonan did a story. Denny O'Neill and Steve Epting did a story about... Uh, Leslie Tompkins and Crime Alley and sort of her how she feels like how she kind of pities Batman and you know she saw the little boy who grew up damaged Uh, Christopher Priest and Neil Adams did a story Brian um, Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Maleev did a story set way in the future this might have been my favorite of the bunch it was the penguin coming to gloat to Batman that he knew his identity well before anyone else did and saying how you know i had the upper hand all these years batman like you live because of me and nobody ever gets the upper hand on batman uh jeff johns and kelly jones did a story set in the future so it's all the bat family and they've had kids and that's kind of a fun one uh james tinian the fourth and alvaro martinez bueno did a story focused more on dick grayson 
Tom King and Tony Daniel did a story about the the Bat Family all getting together. All the extended, we had the Huntress, we had you know every Robin, all, yeah, all <laughs> all the family. And then the last one was Peter J. Tomasi and Doug Mankey uh, introduced the Arkham Knight, who is the mysterious new vigilante. This is the only one that will continue on, so the story will pick up in one thousand and one. And this is from the video game. The I believe they've taken the name from it. I'm not sure okay. what all they've they've taken. What fill me in on? Um, my son, though, I remember he had, when Arkham Knight came out. I remember him playing it. There's a character called. Yeah, I played a, it. I okay. played it. This is it's Batman. So, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we. I, I don't know if they may, if they revealed him in the game, but they're in the comic. We don't know who it is. So it's a new vigilante saying. Oh, okay. Maybe there's more to it. Than yeah, that, the but. world. You know, Gotham deserves better than Batman, and I'm going to take Batman out and do things better. Uh, I just want to point out that I w- w- went to the comic shop yesterday, and I did not get this spiel. But <laughs> I was like, what's this 1,000? I feel like if you had said all that stuff, maybe I... I didn't have it written down. Though. I'm always a little disappointed when I walk in and I don't hear this podcast playing in the background. <laughs> oh, I mute it immediately. Oh, yeah. It's always, <laughs> now it's going to be the reds. <laughs> but you, no, you I, I think... This was a good issue. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I think I liked action better. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the super... I'm much more yeah. a Batman guy than a Superman guy. But Action 1000... It was very good. That book, it was moving. It was like, what is the core of Superman? What does he mean to be a hero? And every issue just knocked it out of the park. Or every short story knocked it out of the park. And this one, I think maybe my expectations were too high. Because like, oh, Action did this amazing yeah. deconstruction so of Batman's Superman. Batman's going to be better. Yeah, Batman... Yeah. And I've read a ton of these, like the, the Batman Black and White. It was a bunch of the short stories by many of these same artists had a story in Batman Black and White. And these are basically, you know, they're on par with those kind of stories. So it wasn't, I said, there were some were better than others, but it just, it didn't do that thing action did that made me love Batman more right. and appreciate the 80 years we've gotten of Batman. They were just some good stories. Right. I feel like they should have re- not, I haven't even read it. <laughs> but you just, you expect so much. Yeah. This is 1,000. Yeah. That. And to pay nine ninety nine for a single issue, yeah. right? Your your comic book guy's gonna have to really sell it to you. <laughs> I'm gonna cut this audio out and just run it on a loop. There you go. That's what I'll you take that. Do. That's what you should do. We're both on board with that. <laughs> one job. That's your one job. <laughs> All right, we did it. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for. You know, everybody, all you Jessies for sticking around for three years. And for you, Jesse, been here since day one, since the OG, Pro. The OJ. Yeah. What was the name of that podcast? Nick Cage something, Fight? Something. Late Night Cage Fight. Late Night Cage Fight. Check it out. I'm going to check it out. Here, yeah. Here's some talking about movies. I love that stuff. We um, always, always like local podcasts. Oh, yeah. Us too, That's, so. yeah. Yeah. I think they kept, they're catching on here. That's what we like to promote here. So... We will be back shortly with more of what we do. My name is Jordan Lowe. <laughs> I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. But...
what are we doing? What are we, oh, what are we, we need an order. Yeah, and are we doing a one job on anybody? That was my... Well, the only thing I thought I was going to bring up that guy's podcast about Nicolas Cage. I thought if we went... Oh my God, why don't you just freaking... Oh, I just thought we'd cure cancer. (laughs) (laughs) We do the things not because they are easy, but because they are hard. (laughs) Jeez.